Welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we like to talk about all kinds of things, talk about ideas that matter. You know, I love talking about art, and today is going to be a really special treat because we're going to be talking about the Northeast Minneapolis Arts Association, NEMA. And I have my co-host here today, Damien Strange, who is the executive director of NEMA. Welcome, Damien. Thanks, Lori. Something's coming up. Yes, in uh, just about three weeks. And what is it? Art World Yay, 2018. Love, yeah. <laughs> I love Art World May 18 and 19. May 18th, 19th, and 20th. Whoa, three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yes. And we have three tremendous people here to talk about that with us. We have Morgan Mercer, who is an abstract expressionist on oil. Uh, you do great big paintings, four to six feet big. Um, and you're at the Northrop... Northrop King building. Yes, yes, I do like to do very large paintings, things that are about as tall as you when you stand. <gasps> so if it can be as tall as you, that's how big I want to That's I how big I want to paint it. I love it. Do you an expressionist, right? Yeah, abstract expressionist. So I'm an oil painter, so it has to deal um, a lot more with expression and gesture and being really spontaneous in the moment of painting, though that spontaneity is kind of backed by a huge amount of foundational prep work that Terrific. I do beforehand. And we're going to learn more about that prep work and the work that uh, she is going to have on display at Arter World. We also have Sarah Lawton. She is a pastor, and she serves on the board. Hi. <laughs> and Sarah, you've been on the NEMA board for about six years? That's correct, and I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, we're, we're delighted. And we're going to learn a little bit more about some of the vision work that's being done and the new strategies. We had a, a chance to talk about some of the things going on with the board, but we're so glad to have a board member here to, to share insights from what you've seen over the years. Thanks. And we have our good friend, Jeannie Castro. Jeannie does really cool art. She is a printmaker, kind of monotype printings. She's out of Casket Arts, and she's in the North Star Studio. You can also see her work at Be Betty Danger's Country Club. Hi, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Oh, so glad you're back <laughs> talking to us about your printmaking. And you're going to have a whole segment that we want to learn more about how you do and what kind of types of printing that you like and all that good stuff. Thank you. So, Damien, Art of World. Yes. How many years have we been doing this? Over 23, is it? This will be the 23rd Art of World, yes. Now, for folks who may not have experienced Art of World, this is a, just a great big tour of Northeast, right? This is really focusing on the, the artists that uh, live and work in Northeast. Um, Northeast is famous for its large studio building. That it has one of the largest concentrations of artists in the country. And Art World was voted in 2015 as the, the number one um, uh, arts district in the country. Um, and that's because of the high concentration and because of the history of Art World. And it's our chance to go a little bit behind the scenes. We can go into... Artist studios, mm -hmm. their galleries, and have really good discussions with artists. Yeah, the the whole idea about Art World is actually getting to know the artist and being able to see their process and where where they work. And is uh, it's that hope that by building that relationship or connection with that artist that you'll uh, support them by buying some of their work or or multiple artists' uh, works. You know, I always find it interesting to be able to see the environment. It's one thing to see the art, perhaps, in a gallery, yeah. but to have a chance to get to know their environment 
environment, where they like to do work, what inspires them. You may be moved by a piece, you may connect to a piece, Absolutely. but it gets like this extra Benny to find out, well, why do you do it that way? And yeah. this is something that I see. Is this is this something that you were looking to do? And sometimes I'll have artists go like, no, that's not a, a, at all what I was thinking of. But if that's what you get out of the piece, great, go for it. If that's what comes for you. And being able to have a conversation that can range over the topic, the style, the process, um, the, why they're exploring the work that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's part of why I like having the radio show that not only do I get to know cool artists that are doing the work that they're doing, but hopefully it gives folks an idea of what things that you might want to talk to artists about. Yeah. What kind of questions you know are good questions to ask? Sometimes I think people feel a little uncomfortable. I'm going into their home. What should I say? Um, is it okay to ask a question? Um, what what is what's the behavior of you know the you know Minnesotans are so polite they want they need to have permission I think sometimes to know how to do the art crawl and that's another thing that we do is we kind of give you the navigation skills right. through this show to help mm-hmm. you think about how to go in and and talk to folks about the cool things that they're doing there are over fifty locations right. So exactly. there's way more than you could probably do in one weekend. Yeah, spend the whole weekend. Oh, you could spend the whole weekend and maybe make it your <laughs> yeah. your your goal to hit all 50, which Absolutely. would be cool. Yeah. If not, try and hit a lot of them. And then as you experience it, then plan for next year right. for what ones that you want to go to. So there are studio buildings, mm-hmm. art galleries, homes, storefronts, also local businesses. Yeah. Um, when you go into them, some of them might have demonstrations. Yeah, if you um, go to our website and visit the Art of World uh, tab, um, we will have a list of artist demos where you can actually watch artists uh, make things or demo how they do things. And then we last year we actually added um, a new experience where we have sort of a collection of artists um, making art the whole weekend. Uh, we call it uh, Art in Motion, and it's in the Northrop King building on the third floor. Um, and over the course of the weekend, we'll have 24 artists in there um, actually starting pieces uh, and and maybe not finishing them over the course of the weekend. But at least you get the idea of what the creative process looks like. And the website to go to is nemaa.org. Yes, that's it. Great Great place to go to to figure out ahead of time because I like to plan, like to yes. see what's there. <laughs> so not only will they be demonstration, are there things that folks can actually do themselves too? Is there going to be any teaching of uh, opportunities to do hands-on work? Yeah, at several of the demo locations, you'll have a chance for sort of audience engagement if, <laughs> if, you, <laughs> uh, if you think of it in that way. And I know... There will be a couple of places um, for sure that NEMA will be sponsoring um, sort of engagement. Again, on that third floor gallery, we'll have um, experience there. And then we'll be doing some work specifically for kids at um, a new thing, again, for this year, which is the NEMA Central location in Logan Park. Great. Another thing I want to make sure that folks know is sometimes people think art and they think it's always going to be expensive. Now, there are pieces of art that are expensive and well worth the investment and Absolutely. and beauty to have in your home mm-hmm. um, or your office or wherever you'd like to have art be displayed. But there's also lower price points. Yeah. And, and I like to encourage people to think about when they go to the, um, to the art of world, 
think about making an investment that is something not just for your home and that you like it, but kind of a way to give back as part of this community celebration because we want to be able to support artists to keep doing the work that they do. Absolutely. And that piece, that little treasure that you take home, not only can bring back memories of going to this you know, great event, uh, souvenir memento, but it also is a piece of art. And when we become art investors, I think we start looking at things around us a little bit more critically in terms of art that we want to have for ourselves. And I think you can have art in your daily life. Yes. And it's not simply with all the mediums, like uh, you can have a painting or a sculpture or a little key lime pie um, necklace that a little <laughs> eight-year-old made and I bought it. I mean, it's... It's um, you can use it every day. Absolutely, and just treasure it too. And yeah. how fun it is it for an eight-year-old to find a little key Absolutely. lime pie, mm -hmm. uh, piece of art that they want to wear, and then they start thinking maybe I can do art too. Because mm -hmm. part of it also is giving people permission, I think, to become an artist. Yeah. There's a lot of walls that keep people from going. I can't do that. Yeah. And how do we keep bringing down those walls of like, yes, you can. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Laura, you made a great point about investing in people mm -hmm. um, or investing in artwork is investing in that artist. Yes. So you also gave them something that warmed their soul that you felt convicted enough to buy the piece and that you're, um, you're you know, you're supporting them. Too. So that becomes almost an affirmation yeah. to uh -huh. the artist that. Oh, cool. They I do know. like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they want that. Yeah. I and wish this that is I a... could buy everything um, mm -hmm. directly from the maker. Yes. Everything. I mean, I, it could be. It, I just think it's wonderful to have the lines of production and distribution so clear and transparent. Uh -huh. I wish everything were like uh -huh. our world. I think when I hear a story about a piece that I buy, that I treasure the art as well as the story mm -hmm. and whenever I can get that backstory and and it's usually you, you'll get this little glint in their eye especially if you pick oh no when I made that one mm -hmm. this is sort of what I was doing and what I was going through and then you almost are investing in an experience that a person has had that mm -hmm. then you can share in that experience right. um, it's looking at art in a much bigger way than just a product yes yeah as an abstract painter we often have that issue of um it's, it can be one of the more inaccessible forms of art because people think, I don't understand this. I don't know mm -hmm. how to look at this. Mm -hmm. So that time to have people come in and to have that story with them to explain, you know, here's how this came to be. Here's where it came from. It really, it, it's a point of accessibility that I just don't get. If you just come to my website mm -hmm. and see my art, you get to hear about how I made it, how I battled through it, where it came from. And then it's shocking how many people feel like, wow, I can understand abstract art yes. now, and I couldn't before, and it felt inaccessible before. And I think part of it becomes when they don't understand it, they're frightened sometimes to even ask about it. Well, right, and it's not like it's not like art's just this thing that you inherently understand that there's one way to understand it. I mean, my paintings, you can see so many different things, and I mean, my parents still claim that I have one painting that my dog is in. It is not my dog, <laughs> but they will point it out to everyone who walks in my studio. That's Morgan's dog right there. No, it's an owl. But, but, everyone, but if they see the dog, it's their dog. But it's, you get to have this conversation yes. about, here's what I'm seeing in this abstract yes. work and then I tell them the place that it came from and all of a sudden we're on this journey together. Mm -hmm. And what a wonderful time to have conversations like this mm -hmm. that Ab are meaningful. Absolutely. I also think that um, I have seen people go from, I don't really understand it, to around me to becoming more engaged when they hear other people asking questions. Mm -hmm. So you're not only asking for yourself 
very often, if you can ask a question that engages someone else, you may be helping that artist to be able to share a message and help share art and learn about art in new ways. So, I am advocating for folks not only to go to Art World, but go meet the artists, ask them questions, and create dialogue. Have a party. Um, you're in their home. Why not? And then um, engage in terms of what things mean to something to you, as well as consider buying art. This is a good way to invest in yourself, in your home, in your office, and in the artists that um, are doing these beautiful things here in Minneapolis. So we're going to be right back. We're going to meet some artists, and, and they're going to tell us more about specifically their art, just like we're going to their home. We'll be right back after the news. Hello, AM 950 listeners. I am Tabitha Montgomery, Executive Director of Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association, taking a moment to extend a very warm invitation to our first annual Powderhorn Shark Tank competition, where our stellar panel of jurors have already selected several dozen amazing ideas from local makers, hustlers, and entrepreneurs from across Minneapolis. So mark your calendars for Saturday, May 19th, between 2.30 p.m. and 6 p.m. at Powderhorn Park Recreation Center, where you can join the fun and cast your vote for your favorite ideas across our expanding, emerging, and startup categories. You can also plan to enjoy the Shark Tank Marketplace, which will be stocked with many local businesses and also connect with a dozen or so business resources in our speed coaching zone if you're also working on your own big idea. See you on Saturday, May 19th. Victor's 1959 Cafe in South Minneapolis is a locally owned and operated restaurant offering traditional Cuban food. Open for breakfast and lunch daily with dinner Tuesday through Saturday. For night shift workers, Victor's even has both a morning and evening happy hour. And Victor's now accepts dinner reservations too. Stop in and try some delicious authentic Cuban cuisine like ropa vieja and seafood paella. Make your reservation and learn more at victors1959cafe.com. Victor's 1959 Cafe, revolutionary Cuban cooking. Minnesota is home to the only major institution in North America devoted to Russian art, history, and culture. The Museum of Russian Art, located off 35W on Diamond Lake Road in South Minneapolis, can be your personal connection to extraordinary artists, stories, and context. We offer more exhibitions and events than ever before, from concerts and lectures to vodka tastings and more. Open daily, free parking, and a great group on deal. Find out more at tmora.org. Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theater programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theater by going to stagestheater.org and become part of the magic of live theater by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theater Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theater, go to stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and we're exploring art today. We are talking about the Northeast Minneapolis Arts Association and their fabulous Art World. I have my 
dear friend who is my co-host today. We have Damien Strange, who is the director of NEMA. Welcome. Thank you, Lori. It's good to be here. Great to hear about this great event coming up. Give me the dates again. May 18th through the 20th. And it's in the whole Northeast area. Right. 50 locations. 50 locations. Bunches of artists, like over 600 artists. Yeah. Amazing. And it's a a way to go out and visit people's homes, studios, galleries, businesses, and see art in the making. Exactly. So we've got some cool people here that are joining us. We've got Morgan Mercer. Welcome, Morgan. Hello. Thank you. Morgan, who makes abstract expressionist paintings about the size of me. Yes, yes. So you can like walk into them when you see them is what it feels like. Or you can just splash right in, jump in. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, hang out wall to see, you know, floor to ceiling and just feel like you can walk right into it. I love it. I love it. We also have Sarah Lawton, who is a Methodist pastor. Welcome. Hi. And you have been on the board of NEMA for over six years. That is correct. And we'll be hearing more about your thoughts on NEMA and the way that it supports artists and community and builds relationships. Yep, thanks. Of course, you met Damien, and I'm going to be now talking with Jeannie Castro. Now, Jeannie's been on our show before, and we're delighted that she's come back. She is a printmaker. Uh, The printmaking she does is monotype printings. She's in North Star Studio, which is part of Casket Arts. And she also does work with Betty Danger's Country Club. So I've come into your studio. (laughs) I'm in your North Star Studio. Tell me about all the different printings I see around that I can take a look at. All right. So we have a cooperative studio in the Casket Arts Building, and it's um, compiled of different printmakers, uh, silkscreen artists. Um, We have an etching press and lithography press, so we are open to many different forms of printmaking. We have a strong strong group that are, uh, it's a, a nonprofit um, and we, our mission is to, to make artwork. Uh, we have a, a show during Art of World um, that is curated by fellow um, uh, studio mates. And the colors that I look at when I see your work are very bright and bold and playful. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me why you like that kind of bold art yeah um i go into the studio and just create artwork off the cuff um it is in the moment and i um make a big painting on a piece of plexiglass uh rolling out um layers of ink with brayers brushes and um i like to use mat boards and really get in there and um throw the color down, I then take a dampened piece of paper and run it through a printing press. So color inspires me. I enjoy it. It makes me happy. And being in the studio is exhilarating and freeing. What kind of questions do you get when people come in and take a look at your art? Um, They, uh, I guess what Morgan was saying before, they don't exactly understand Mm -hmm. it, but what they find is they can see something in there that they resonate to, Mm -hmm. whether it be just how colors mix, uh, because there's a lot of play in my Mm -hmm. um, medium, and how I put it down on the plate when it gets smashed into the paper, um, like that term, (laughs) but um, (laughs) it it reacts a little bit differently, but they might see a cat (laughs) or a different shape or people kissing, and whatever 
resonates with them about that piece, that's the exciting thing. So um, whether they just enjoy it for the moment. Um, There's a picture I see of you that I pulled up while, uh -huh. while we were talking that we were saying earlier that you could feel like you could just jump right into the painting. It looks like you are part of the painting. <laughs> you, know, you have such joy. I have to say that your personality is oh, one of you. playfulness Thanks. and joy <laughs> and excitement. So that when you see you and then I see your art next to you, it, it makes all the sense in the world. And, you know, I like being able to see who's the fun person that's behind this piece that I may have. Um, you have this exuberance. You have this joy Aww. for living. And you look at the paintings and go, of course. You know, they're filled with joy. I could see having a joy-filled piece in my home or in my cafe if I were to have a cafe Aww. to make people just feel good. Now, you oh, do. Thank you. Yeah, some of your stuff is at, at Betty's, right? Some of my stuff is at Betty's. Um, you happen to be looking at the picture from the Minnesota State Fair. So uh, the, the whole NEMA uh, Association has really opened up doors for relationships with people. And this is um, uh, Jim Clark from the State Fair. I know uh -huh. you've had him. Oh, here. yes. <laughs> yes. Jim um, has did a lot of shows about the Hopkins Center for the Arts. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And he curates there and is in charge of their art program. And, and the State Fair. So yeah, and the State Fair. He's amazing. So um, Nima has opened uh, a lot of doors for relationships like that for me. And as far as Betty's, the light bulb went off when I started work there. Like, how can I make Betty's be a platform for artists? Because that was the premise um, when it started. And so we have art shows there. Uh, we're in, in conjunction with NEMA. We have this, um, this Art of World, um, what we call carnies, art carnies. So our parking lot will be loaded with artists who have tents on Saturday along with events during the day. And we have a... Um, a juried show in our Port Corsair. Well, with an art of rural, it mm -hmm. seems like perfect to have some sort of like a ride movement. Whirl! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How great. Yeah, yeah. so, um, and Jim Clark happened to uh, help curate that show oh, for good. the uh, Port Corsair. So, a lot of artists, um, all NEMA members. So, it's a nice way to encourage all the benefits and um, possibilities that NEMA has to offer for artists who might not necessarily be introduced to them before, you know, my engagement with them. So when did you first know that you wanted to do art? Was it something that you always had or was it there a moment that you went, you know, this is, this is what I love doing? Well, this is kind of corny, but I think it was when my mom brought home ivory bar soaps i think i said that last yeah, time didn't yeah, i yeah. and i carved well so like i guess i'm spot on <laughs> exactly um, <laughs> this was a test and you're answering it twice correctly very good i Thank carved you, a little uh, dolphin out of the ivory bar, bar uh, soap and uh, she was an artist and i um really was inspired by her and she still is an artist mm -hmm. but then growing up she um inspired me now your art's a little different than your mom's mm-hmm Tell me about how she, what she does and what you do and, and how what differentiates that. Um, she really enjoys doing portraiture, and she has her own twist on it, and it's um, people who inspire her or she just thinks they're beautiful. Mm 
Um, and my artwork is abstract, and she's gotten used to it. Where she, <laughs> <laughs> my mother also does not understand my abstract work. It has taken her seven or eight years to come around to what I'm doing. <laughs> I understand I know. that, <laughs> but she likes to really touch it when mm-hmm. she sees it. So it, it's kind of tactile. I was wondering because you know it, it's one thing to be an artist. Sometimes if you're you know in a family that's not artistic mm-hmm. and being artist, and then what would it be like as an artist with the mother is there a different kind of uh, critique or understanding or you're in sync in some ways and others you have even more room to clash because you have a different way I think it's an acceptance for one another good good well I'm going to have a few more questions for you in our next segment we're we're wrapping up on this one so much fun to talk about art and I love having artists here to be able to to hear about what you're doing and then be able to go see it so we are talking about Art of World at NEMA which is May 18th, 19th, and 20th. So put it on your calendar. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Damian Strange, Executive Director of Northeast Minneapolis Arts Association, NEMA. And I'm personally inviting you to Arter World, May 18th through the 20th. View artwork of over 650 artists in every medium at more than 50 locations throughout Northeast Minneapolis, including studio buildings, art galleries, homes, storefronts, and local businesses. The Artist Open Studio Tour may include demonstrations, mini workshops, installations, and special exhibitions. Studio tours offer a great opportunity to ask questions, discuss techniques, experience art firsthand, and purchase unique artwork directly from artists. Arter World gives you a unique opportunity to meet the artists who make our community so vibrant and invest in our art community by purchasing artwork that you connect with. For more information, go to nema.org. That's nema.org. Looking forward to seeing you at Arter World. Connections Radio Show wants to feature your favorite nonprofits as well as the arts that mean the most to you. Do you have a nonprofit you care about or an artist that you'd like to have featured on Connections Radio Show? We have very reasonable advertising and sponsorship packages that would provide for an on air segment or perhaps a whole show. Interested? I'm Lori Fitz and contact me at fitzradio at gmail.com. That's F I T Z radio at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theater programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theater by going to stagestheater.org and become part of the magic of live theater by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theater Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theater, go to stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make 
the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for mostly sunny skies today with a high near 79. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 48. Sunday, sunny with a high near 70. And Monday, sunny with a high around 73. Burger Moe's is the perfect neighborhood gathering spot before or after XL Energy events. They have delicious food, including their unburgers, as well as two happy hours and more than 60 beers on tap. Burger Moe's is located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul with plenty of free parking. More at BurgerMoe's.com. Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and we're talking about art today. In fact, we're talking about the Northeast Minneapolis Arts Association, NEMA, and their Art World. And I have our co-host, Damian Strange, going to tell us the dates and how to get more information by going to their website. That's right, Lori. Um, the dates for Art World are May 18th, 19th, and 20th, so later this month. And you can find out more information by going to uh, NEMA, N-E-M-A-A dot org. And we have artists and we have board members here to talk about how cool both NEMA is and Art World. Uh, Morgan Mercer. We'll be, ta- we'll be talking a little bit more with you in this segment, and you're going to be sharing with us about your abstract expressionist oil, big nor- uh, four feet by six feet uh, paintings that we can see at the Northrop King Building. We Also, maybe by the end of the segment, if not in this segment, next segment, uh, having a chat with Sarah Lawton, who is a board member uh, at NEMA, and she's also a pastor at Methodist Church. Well, hi there. Now you're being quiet. <laughs> Say hi, Sarah. Hi. There we go. <laughs> and David, of course, you met, is my co-host. And Jeannie Castro, we're just going to finish up a few more questions. We had a chance to learn about her cool, playful, bright-colored uh, art that she brings to printmaking. And mm-hmm. she is at the North Star Studio with Casket Arts. And she also shared with us about uh, Betty Danger's Country Club and opportunities to see art there. So tell us about what things that we should um, come see and where will you be so that we can come say hello. Okay. So on Friday night of Art World, which is the 18th, um, we are, in conjunction with the hours of uh, of Art World, we have an opening in the Port Crochet, which is our um, gallery at Betty's. Cool. Uh Uh-huh. And it's from 5 to 10. So artists will be there um, representing their artwork for the juried show that we've put together. Um, It's an art exhibition party. It is. is. So it's an artist reception. (laughs) Uh, And we're really looking forward to that. And then we do have a an event on Saturday, which goes from the um, from noon until eight. Again, in conjunction with NEMA hours for Art World uh, in our parking lot, and we're calling it Art Carnies. I love <laughs> so it. So the artists uh, they have their own tent, and they will be. You know, you can come look at their creations uh, there in the in our expansion. Oh, it sounds like great fun. Mm-hmm. So consider that for your party. Put that on, on your ticket of things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we want to have a chance to get to know our friend Morgan Mercer. Hello. In our last segment, you were saying sometimes your family doesn't quite get your art either. Well, you know, I mean, abstract art can be... Um, of all the different paintings, when you think about portraiture, it's very obvious what you're looking at. Um, abstract can be a little bit more challenging if you feel unfamiliar or um, a little bit intimidated by art. Mm-hmm. Um, 
My parents have been amazing supporters of my work. Uh, my dad is the reason I actually got my studio when I first graduated college. The second I graduated, he said, Morgan, you're going to that building. You're getting a studio. I mean, I wanted it anyway, uh-huh. but when you first graduate and you think about what a great support. art as a part-time or full-time profession, uh-huh. um, that's a whole other thing. So he really pushed me. Um, my mom will be the first one to tell you that it has taken her a long time <laughs> to come around to my work. It's not that she hasn't recognized um, the skill or that she hasn't enjoyed it, but um, she does not come from a creative background. She will tell you that stick people is a stretch for her <laughs> to draw. Um, but but she's really come around, and it's been fun because they, they come every year to Art of World. Every show I have, they come to, and they get to hear me talk about my work to other people. And and gradually she starts to get it. She hears other people talk about it, what they like, and, and she comes around too, so it's fun. Do they go to other places as well? Do they take in the whole art of world? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I always make them sit in my studio for at least an hour so I can walk around a little bit <laughs> because I want to see the art too. Um, but then the rest of the time, they, they bring up old college friends, family. They just This is like their one huge date of the year that they invite people to. They, they mark it on their calendars, and they invite all of their friends. And that's something for everyone to think about. This isn't just something that if you want to go down by yourself, make this a community deal. Bring your family. Bring your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, turn it into something that, you know, is a group thing to do. Oh, yeah, it's definitely an event. And, yeah, come within a group or don't feel afraid to come by yourself because there's so many people. You're just you're not going to feel out of place no matter how you come. So how did you decide that uh, expressionistic painting was your calling, that that's what you wanted to do? You know, believe it or not, if you look at my work now, you would be hard-pressed to believe that I come from a representational painting background. Um, When I first started oil painting, um, I was very tedious and detailed um, and was trying to represent objects exactly as they appeared. Um, But I switched to my current style of painting Um, after I saw a Cecily Brown painting in the Des Moines Art Museum. Um, It's like the only painting of hers outside of the coast. Like, I don't know where to find another one. It's the only one I've ever seen in person um, outside of visiting her studio. But um, I saw that painting. We weren't even there to see it on the school field trip, but I stood there and I refused to move from the painting. Everyone else was there to, like, look at the other um, show that we had come to see. And I just was like... Professor, I'm, I'm not leaving. This is, like, exactly where I want to be. Saw her painting. She very much falls in line with the kind of painting that I do. And I just thought, like, that's exactly... That's the only thing I ever want to do again. So when you were moved by it, was there something that that struck you that she got inside the lines in a different way that opened it up for you to be able to see what she was looking at and not just, you know, a photograph representation. A photograph can get details, but can you get at the heart of something? Yeah, you know what was so great about her work is she does base it off figures or or real things as well, but she's very abstract, and there is just a particular lushness about the canvas Mm -hmm. that other people don't always have in their work. So there is this richness and color and breaststroke, and it was just... I'm definitely a more is more person sometimes. Like, let's put more color. Let's put more jewelry. Like, let's make it more extravagant, more opulent. And she she was there for me in terms of how she was using the medium. So it was more about how she was using the paint and what it looked like. And it just got me. It's like that was the thing I wanted in my house. And I hadn't seen as much other art that I just, like, wanted with me at all times. I mean, I bought her book. And I carried it around with me for a year. I I didn't go anywhere without it. I just carried it and looked at the paintings that she had. And it took me probably two years after that before I actually made the switch 
to that kind of painting. I mean, I just was kind of stuck for a while, but then once I started there, I never went back. And when you say lushness, I, I when I think to myself lush, I think something that's rich in color, but yeah. also thick. Was it like the painting on thick? Was there there's something yeah. that was just enriched about it? Yeah, I mean, she definitely has more layers than I have. I would say I'm more lush in terms of like my color that uh -huh. I use. Uh -huh. She's thicker than I than uh -huh. I paint. I don't uh -huh. like to paint quite that thick. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, she had a ton of layers, a ton of color, just like. You could just see this like history of the painting that was built up on the canvas. So what inspires you to do the work that you do? What what types of subjects yeah. get you excited? Yeah, so I all of my paintings, um, while they look very spontaneous and there's a lot of gesture and brushstroke and movement, um, they start from a really grounded, very planned out place. I mean, I'm very type A and type, I mean, uh. both sides of the brain going on. Um, so I'll make a, a collage first, print it on transparency paper, and then project it and draw it before painting it. And and for me, when I'm building those collages, there's kind of two corner cornerstones that I like build my work on, and it's the idea of wonder and curiosity. So finding images that evoke that for me. So my collages are usually um, kind of like built environments or like little scenes or moments that I've put together out of all these realistic images that I just find online and print out on black and white computer paper. So it's just paper on top oh, of paper. Yeah. Just, I just a, a I true just like, collage. With, oh, yeah. yeah. I'll sit and I'll spread out seven tables in my house. My poor roommates have to deal with it when I collage at the house. <laughs> and I'll spread out hundreds of images and I'll usually pick about 30 to 50 per collage. And I'll build these like elaborate scenes built out of like flowers and architectural things and, and interesting people from high fashion magazines and animals and just like whatever I find particularly inspiring and I'll build these like really elaborate scenes that that aren't necessarily real in real life but they're built of all real things that could exist together at some point and they intrigued you oh yeah oh yeah absolutely I mean I had a I read a book called The Night Circus a few years ago actually I've read it three times since then but I got really into this idea of like architecting these really amazing like landscapes or scenes or moments and one of the paintings I'm working on right now that I hope to have done for Art World is um I got to thinking like what would happen if you stumbled upon an abandoned warehouse and you found an underground circus inside like what would that look like how amazing would that be well just I the fact that there. just the fact that you imagine that question <laughs> says a lot about how well, interesting you your art is helps, but, so i mean that's the kind of stuff i'm going for is like you know when you were a kid everything was amazing there you found possible impossible and and I think oftentimes wonder is um, mixed up with like being too childlike and too childish, you mm -hmm. know, but to me, wonder isn't childish, but being childlike in your, um, in your daily life. So where do you find that wonder? Where do you find those moments that kind of give you that extra spark to kind of keep going? And for me, I've always wanted to make work that brings that into my life. I know Damien and I talked in our last show about how, Questions that artists ask themselves are also good questions that either business people or mm -hmm. scientists, it's it's the magic what if. Yeah. And what if can take you on so many directions. And even if you don't decide on becoming a professional artist, the creative process of, of allowing ourselves to think outside the box or imagine something that's never been imagined before or recreate or reposition things um, 
do you work with young people at all? Do young people get drawn to your art? You know, it's like really fun is having the kids come in the studio because mm -hmm. I think you were saying earlier, you know, one of the magical things about Art of World is not just seeing the work in a gallery setting, but seeing seeing the process out. Because mm -hmm. I have a, a massive like four foot glass palette on a big table that I leave out. And the kids like always are drawn to that palette because the paint's all out mm -hmm. still and they can see it. Um, and yeah, the kids are great because they don't have any barriers about how they should like interact with the abstract right. work. They just like walk right up to it and they'll, they'll be the ones that'll point out to their parents like, hey, I see this here. Hey, I see <laughs> that there. And the parents are engaged in it. The, you know, the kids just, they automatically go on the adventure. They're there, they're ready, mm -hmm. they're there to engage in it. Um, and they often drag their parents along with them, which is really fun. And I love that sometimes they ask better questions about how the art gets made. I am amazed at some of the good questions that kids come up with. How'd you do that? What is that? What is that? Is that a painting or is yeah. that a collage? I mean, they know these things right away and they want to yeah. know, how do I make that? Yeah. What I love is I had a kid one time come in and I, I leave all my collages in a book. So if people want to see where the paintings originated from, they can. But I often don't show them first because I want them to have that dialogue with the painting. I want them to walk in and think like, what do I see? I want, because most people can tell that it's not just abstract for the sake of being abstract. There's some some kind of foundation that it's built mm -hmm. on, which is important for me. I'm a writer, so mm -hmm. having a story and a narrative behind the abstract work was really important. But I had a kid one time who like got it. They saw the connection. They realized that there were these collages, and they started taking each one out, and they would run around and match them mm. to the paintings. And it was like just a really fun moment to oh, have and a, a true to see the adventure take yeah, place. Yeah, and with just the kids. to see them be so excited mm -hmm. about it, and to feel like they they get it. Not that there's always something to get about abstract work. You can just love it for the way it looks, but they had a deeper connection. They were doing this like discovery with yeah. it. Match. Find Waldo. <laughs> so I love um, having kids come. I want you all to be thinking about bringing children to see art. Uh, not only to inspire them to perhaps think about becoming an artist, but to treasure art. I have art that my family bought me when we were going to Sausalito in Northern California and going to art shows back then. And it can make a difference in your whole life. So make that investment not only for you, but for your kids too. And we'll be right back after some announcements. My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I spend a lot of time in my backyard. I feed the birds and the bees. I love my flowers. The color in my garden keeps the pink in my cheeks. I was very independent and thought I could take care of myself. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. I loved them. They're my savior, and I look forward to volunteers because they've all become my friends. It's Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. 
Saturday to 1 p.m., you have a chance at a fresh start, a new beginning. Hi, everybody. This is Freddie Bell, host of New Beginnings. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, spirituality, and even entertainment. Every day is a chance for a fresh start. Join us Saturdays at 1 p.m. for New Beginnings with Freddie Bell on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hello, AM 950 listeners. I am Tabitha Montgomery, Executive Director at Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association, where we believe in connecting, informing, inspiring, and advocating for community. One of the ways that we are doing that is with our first annual Powderhorn Shark Tank Small Business and Big Ideas Competition for local makers, hustlers, and entrepreneurs throughout Minneapolis. Don't miss your chance to submit your application online at ppna.org backslash Powderhorn Shark Tank. Again, that's ppna.org backslash Powderhorn Shark Tank. Applications will close at 12 a.m. on March 11th. Don't miss your chance. And be sure to mark your calendars for the actual Powderhorn Shark Tank event on Saturday, May 19th from 2.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. at the Powderhorn Park Recreation Center. See you there. With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to learn that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion sells more brands than anyone else, and our passionate specialists are committed to impressing you so much that you'll refer us to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy appliances, join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners and choose the specialists, Warner Stellion. Connections Radio Show. We have been having a wonderful time talking about art, talking about ways that you can get out and explore and have the adventure of art in just a few weekends. Damien Strange, my co-worker, will tell us about Art World, when it is, and how to get more information. Absolutely. So Art World is happening at the end of this month, um, May 18th through the 20th. And um, you can find out more information at uh, NEMA, N-E-M-A-A dot org. And that's up in the northeast Minneapolis area. Uh, this is the 23rd year. Yeah. There are over 50 locations. There are 650 artists. Uh, it takes place 5 to 10 on Friday, the May 18th, Saturday, May 19th from noon to 8, mm-hmm. and Sunday, May 20th from noon to 5. Big thing here is explore. Discover and connect. We've been doing that this morning. Yeah. We've been discovering about art. Um, we've been exploring ideas and connecting the big picture. You know, what? how can art help us not only to enjoy our life more, but it also is a good way to uh, connect with each other and find meaning and find some purpose perhaps too. Uh, and inspiring the next generation to think about how to look at the world and be inspired to be creative and confident yeah. in, in expressing themselves. So you can go to studio buildings, art galleries, homes, storefronts, and local businesses. Go in and ask them questions just like we're doing today. So the, the artist that we have with us today and supporter, we have Morgan Mercer, who is sharing about her abstract expressionist oil paintings, six feet, four to six feet, that you could just jump into. <laughs> and where will you be at during the, um, the art fair? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I have um, a studio in the Northrop King building. We'll be on the second floor. It's a four-floor building, so um, a lot of good stair exercises if you're looking for an added <laughs> kick to your weekend. Aerobics um, and art. It's, it's true. It's true. Um, so I'm in Studio 244, so um, if you're coming in the main door, it'd be all the way down the hallway to the left. Terrific. And are you open the whole time? Absolutely. I love this time to connect with people. I mean, as a solo artist, a practicing artist, you, you mostly work alone. All the time. So mm-hmm. I, I come in, put on my grungy paint clothes that are three years old and, and paint by myself. Uh-huh. So this is a great time to have people come in and to really kind of share what you're so passionate about doing on a daily basis. Do you have folks that come back that you look forward to seeing? Every oh, my year? gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. People. It's so funny. I don't always remember names because, you know, waves of 20 and 30 people can come through a studio at once. But I've had same people come to visit me for five. I've been in the building six years and I've had people come back every year, um, which is really special. I have a couple who, she came to visit me three years, bought a painting a year year and a half ago. Her and her fiance got married this summer and he bought her a second painting as a wedding gift. And like how, like how it just, you feel so honored to be a part of someone's life like that. You are, you become part of their memories. You become part of the things that they honor and part Mm -hmm. of the things that they hold dear. Yeah. yeah, it's really, I mean, there's really nothing better because when you're, as an artist, you're putting yourself out there on the canvas. So to have someone else connect with that is is a bit like your souls are connecting. You're like yes. lining up with loving the same thing. Yes. And I always say like the people who buy my art, I think we should be friends because we're <laughs> obviously seeing something <laughs> and, in and line. I'm assuming, uh, assuming that you are. <laughs> <laughs> Try to be. <laughs> well, Sarah, uh, you're going to be sharing a little bit about being uh, part of the board and and that leadership responsibility and we also have had Jeannie Castro just gonna let you do a shout out yeah hi (laughs) Jeannie does great uh, printmaking and go see her stuff especially uh, Friday at Betty Danger's Country Club with the um, art gallery artist show called Under the Danger in Uh, in our gallery at at Betty's juried artist show and then also at the Casket Arts correct throughout the weekend so, my friend Sarah, you've been so patient in supporting this show and giving a, some comments along the way. Now I want to hear more from you about the role that you see in supporting NEMA and, and the board of directors. Well, I'm happy to be quiet while the artists take uh, <laughs> stage because I think that's my role on the board to support the work, the wonderful work that these artists represent and the work that they share with the world. Thank you. Uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you for, so okay. for being and doing what you do. Um, these, these conversations that we're having are why I'm a part of NEMA, um, and we're talking about, you know, um, wonder and creativity and imagination and saying and asking what if, and um, we are living in some kind of, I promised I wasn't going to swear, uh, messed up times. Uh, it's good because it's 9 a.m. Saturday it. morning. I'm working at it. There we I are. have instructions. Um, but, we're, but that we're living in um, in a world that, I would like to see change. And this is, I wish that the world looked like Arter World all the time. Um, This is the community, this is the world that I want to live in, where we interact with one another, where we talk about the things that are important to us, where we accept one another and our differences and our diversity. And there, and it's, um, it's the way the world want, needs to be the way I want the world to be. I think art allows you to have a confidence. Mm-hmm. to look at the world differently and creatively. And I think some of the challenge that you're mentioning, for me, it's a lot about fears in the world right now. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of fear. And when there's fear, there's there becomes a right way and a wrong way. 
and not much play in between to imagine something different. Yeah, and Art of World reminds us that everybody has um, a voice and a vision and we can share it. And you can see, um, you can hear somebody banging on their marimba that they made out of their you know, in their metal artist studio, or you can meet a um, high-end artist, oil painters, you can meet sculptors, printers, dancers, musicians. Um, You can hear and witness and share in the broad diversity of vision and voice, and I love it. I also like to encourage lifelong learning. Yeah. And lifelong learning, I think, can be best celebrated at an art of world because there's so much you can still learn, you know, whether it's about an art process or whether it's just gaining understanding from someone who's not from your culture, maybe not from your country mm-hmm. that are here and can have that access to say, hey, tell me about it. And when we're, I think, at a place of learning and excitement and enthusiasm, we're generally not going to be in a place of us and them. Mm-hmm. These are rich conversations that we've been having, and I think these are this is pretty typical of the conversations that one might encounter at Art of World with the artists and the people who, from whom you purchase and you invest in. You're investing in the artist and the community, also. And I know we only have like a, a little over, a little less than two minutes, but I, I wanted to do a shout out for the work that you're doing also at NEMA and looking at equity and how important equity is and how important art can get expressed through a variety of professional opportunities. We're, I think we're moving, um, and we've been, um, in my tenure on the board, we've moved kind of from being an event planner, which is wonderful because we've been supporting artists and lifting up the work that artists have been doing. And now we're realizing in a tangible way that one cannot separate the artist from their context or the context from the artist, that their symbiotic relationship and the place that people come from matters. And um, we want the artists to grow, but we also want the place to thrive. And we, so we're making the places stronger and more vital. And um, to do that, we um, are expanding our notion of what art looks like and who's the artist and expanding notions of justice and diversity, accessibility. Um, And when we all do better, we all do better. And art can make a difference in the economics of the community. And when you raise the economics and you raise the prosperity, you raise the opportunities. We make an impact. Artists make um, a tangible impact in the communities in which they live. And Uh not not just with money, although that's not as interesting, but with with a variety lives. of resources change, and resources right? is it too. Yeah. I think we thought there'd be peace on earth and it's beginning here. (laughs) (laughs) And what a wonderful way to end our show today. Uh, Come celebrate peace, love, and harmony and and go buy some art. And great art. And great art, which is all part of peace, love, and harmony. Uh, Go to the Art of World and you can have more information at NEMAA.org. I expect to see you there. It'll be a great time. Connections Radio Show wants to feature your favorite nonprofits as well as the arts that mean the most to you. Do you have a nonprofit you care about or an artist that you'd like to have featured on Connections Radio Show? We have very reasonable advertising and sponsorship packages that would provide for an on air segment or perhaps a whole show. Interested? I'm Lori Fitz and contact me at fitzradio at gmail.com. That's F I T Z radio at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make 
the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Your radio station for the resistance, The David Pakman Show, weeknights at 9 on AM 950 KTNF St. Louis Park, Minneapolis, St. Paul, the progressive voice.